and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vim the Human, and this is the show where a absolute nobody from Ohio tells you about the nerd news. And the first story we're going to cover today, uh, if if you don't know this guy's name you and you are a fan of the Karate Kid, you definitely know who he is. Uh, Rob Garrison died this week at the age of 59 due to kidney and liver issues. If you need a little refresher this is tommy from the karate kid franchise uh and if you need uh an even better refresher he's the get him a body bag guy who ends up in a body bag in season two of cobra kai (laughs) the reason i'm so apprehensive to bring that up is because we're talking about how the guy died here and and now we're talking about body bags It, it just it seems tasteless i don't know but here, here's what I do want to say is that one, obviously this guy, you know, he, he has this iconic line in this iconic movie. Me personally, I love it when he says, take a right, check it out. I have employed that in my personal life. Uh, and, and he is the only person I've ever heard say it, uh, outside of myself, but yeah, I, I, so so he's given me that thing. I've always loved that line. Just the way he delivered. Take a right. Check it out. Looks like everyone's trying something new. Or, no, that was the other guy. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, it just... He it, it, it was just such a entertaining character in the original Car- Karate Kid movie. And, honestly, probably the most heartfelt episode of season two of Cobra Kai involves this character, uh, Tommy... Uh, he's dying from cancer so they decide to all the guys from Cobra Kai decide to take him out for one last ride you know a camping trip and everything uh just show him a good time and he dies there uh ah shit I should have said spoilers I'm sorry I was reminiscing anyways man it was such a good episode I loved that episode and uh yeah just I, I can't say I've seen anything else this guy has been in. I know he's done other television shows, a couple I've even heard of before, but I it just I really don't need to to appreciate like what he has given me. Uh, although I am interested to see what else he's done, you know, I, I, I know him for literally just this one thing, and I would love to know a little bit more about his acting prowess. Uh, know what his range was and everything. You know, just show a little honor to the guy himself. So, Rob Garrison, thank you for giving me Take a Right, Check It Out. Uh, thank you for probably the best episode of Season 2 of Cobra Kai. And that is a, that is in no way me going like, oh, this guy died, so I should say this thing. I, I was saying that, like, well after the episode came out I w- w- like well into having seen it uh <laughs> that's not how you phrase that anyways i was saying it after i saw it uh but yeah man thank you so much rob garrison uh moving on from there let's bring the mood up a bit because as i said on the last episode uh i went ahead and watched battle at big rock this is the jurassic world short that came out it's about eight minutes and wow man in eight minutes that was so good we set up this little family they do a good job of that i'm like oh man these guys are cute oh shit they're all gonna die aren't they uh, <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. No, they don't, but it's more about the how than the what. 
And uh, I, I, I highly suggest you go watch it. It is, it, it's this little pocket of here are the consequences of the ending to Jurassic World 2, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Uh, and even during the credits for this thing, it gives you these little video snippets of like, these are what other people are dealing with, uh, outside of this little eight minute story that, that played out. Uh, it was just really good. Wow. I honestly, I was just expecting the dinosaur fight. I'd be like, yeah, all right. That was cool. But man, this got me jazzed up for Jurassic world three and largely Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was, it was good. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like, uh, I wasn't over the moon about it. Uh, it, it was, it was all right. I was okay with it. I thought the ending was severely lacking, maybe rushed, but yeah, this, this has me back for three. I was already going to go watch it, of course, but I couldn't lie about that. But this this has me amped up. I'm I'm excited again. And we got news this week that uh, this past week, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum all are returning. And I know Jeff Goldblum was like in this like tiny little role in the second one, but all three of these guys are returning. I don't know. Ooh, no editing this week. I'm no no editing. There you go. You gotta burp. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum. I don't know how big of a role they're going to play. If they'll all be small parts, if they'll just be in the beginning of it, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's just cool news and I'm in for it. I'm in for it because of this short. I'm in for it because of them. Uh, yeah, for real. Go watch Jurassic World Battle at Big Rock. It's on YouTube. I'll put a link down below. Check that shit out because it was really cool. Oh, so... That's going to be a noise that's going to be in there. Hey, like I said, no fucking editing. Uh, <laughs> you don't, don't have time for it. That's what happens when I shove this into the very back in the very last quarter of my Sunday. Uh, when I've got to have it uploaded by the end of the night. Anyways, next story. Uh, there is a new spinoff coming in the world of the Berlantiverse. Uh, this spinoff is going to star Catherine McNamara, Kate, Katie Cassidy, and Julia Harcave, uh, who will all repri repri reprise their roles for the new series spinning out of Arrow. Uh, this is going to be centered on a new Green Arrow, Mia Smoke, uh, and the Canaries, Laura Lance, and Dinah Drake. I think this is really cool news. And just to get out in front of it now, Fuck off with your oh okay we got Supergirl we got Batwoman oh it's gonna be all girls what about the boys you know boys have their time to shine all right this is gonna be cool and plus some of the I I, I guarantee some of the original Arrow cast is gonna be in there I know that uh, Wild Dog fuck I can't remember his name Renee uh, is gonna be in there because this series actually takes place in the future of the Berlantiverse, or, or at least the Arrowverse pocket of the Berlantiverse. And, um, yeah, I, I just, I love this little idea. Plus, these are cool characters. Uh, these little spots that took place in the future were pretty interesting. Uh, probably some of the best stuff from this most previous season. So, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to see what more they do, because there is going to be an episode in Season 8, 
the final Arrow season that is going to serve as kind of a backdoor pilot for this. So, yeah, bring it on. Let's, uh, fuck yeah, let's have this. Uh, I'm down. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. But that doesn't mean we're done with the Berlantiverse yet because this past week we got a bunch of cool stuff uh, for Crisis on Infinite Earths, the big five-episode crossover. I know it's coming in December, but I can't remember exactly what day. I think it's starting with Supergirl, though. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it would have behooved me to... Uh, write that down but it didn't uh what it did write down though is that brandon routh revealed his look for kingdom come superman for this crossover event and it looks really good the suit is rad i love it oh it's so good i do kind of wish he was a little aged up maybe they'll do that in the show just changes uh, facial look just a little bit because these are obviously production stills uh, they're not really production still. This is more like advertisement. Like, uh, I don't know what you call them. The business. Anyways, uh, yeah, that, but, but there were two that came out. One particularly that's obviously modeled off of those, uh, fuck, I've got a t-shirt of it. <laughs> those, um, <sighs> no editing. I have a book of his stuff in the back. Alex Ross. Alex Ross's work is obviously the inspiration for one of these photos, and that really, really makes it shine. I'm just excited to see him do this, really. I, I don't care that he's not aged up. If they don't do it in the show, who cares? Because the suit looks dead on. It looks great. He looks great. I can't wait to see that. But that's not all. In a really surprising a bit of news. Uh, we also got it revealed that Ashley Scott will reprise her role as Huntress from the series Birds of Prey for this thing. So, wow, no stone left unturned. If you, Of all the things I thought would play into this, honestly, I might have picked the 94 Justice League attempted pilot thing that they eventually passed off as like a TV movie sort of thing that I don't even think ever aired. But, yeah, I would have assumed someone would have popped out of that before Birds of Prey. But, hey, here we go. Uh, the response to this on the Sort of My Comics Facebook page was kind of interesting, too, because there were a lot of people who were, like, way on board for this. I've seen the show. I own the show. It's got a little charm, but it's not great. Uh, but a lot of people are really wondering, like, oh, man, but what about Oracle? Oh, man, but what about... Um, who the fuck else was in that show? <laughs> Shit, I can't even remember. But, uh, yeah, uh, just as so long as they leave Harleen on the table, we're good. Uh, honestly, hey, I will say this, though. Best Batwoman, or not Batwoman, but best Batgirl costume live action of all time goes to Birds of Prey. If you've seen the first episode, the pilot episode, there's these flashback uh, moments and wow it looks good plus also didn't mark hamill play the joker in that like uh, i know i know he didn't physically play him but he did the voice over for the joker in those flashback scenes so can we get like live action mark hamill joker that's what i want out of birds of prey but hey good for ashley scott uh i i just love that they're they're paying homage to all of their cw shows 
uh, from over the years. That's that's just cool. And you can't really do that without going to Berlanti vs. Prime, which is what I've started calling Smallville, which is the next bit of this news. Whoa, what a great segue. Uh, Tom Welling and Erica Durrance have been confirmed to be reprising the roles as Clark Kent and Lois Lane for the big crossover. It's unknown if we'll see if well if Willing will don the traditional full Superman wardrobe, uh, but we do know that the characters will be picking up almost 10 years after the events of Smallville, so pretty much is that, like aging them up and advancing their story in real time. Uh, Endurance has been uh, confirmed to appear in multiple episodes of the crossover, including an episode of Batwoman. So that is really cool. What is not really cool, though, is that it's also been confirmed that Michael Rosenbaum will not return as Lex Luthor by the man himself on Twitter. Uh, He stated uh, he turned it down because, quote, their offer, no script, no idea what I'm doing, no idea when I'm shooting, basically no money, and the real kick in the ass... We have to don't we have to know now. End quote. So honestly, I can understand him turning it down because you really have to think of it from his point of view. He's he's notoriously and has stated this a million times. He's not a big comic book guy, so it's not like the biggest passion project for him or anything like that. This isn't the role he's been waiting for to return to Lex Luthor, which he did for seven years and was a little miserable for him from time to time, even though he loved his time there. Like there, there was a lot that went into that. Uh, and so this is his job. This is his profession, you know? And, and they're basically coming to him saying like big old question mark. We just basically want you to commit your life to this one thing with, with no answers to any of what would be normal questions for an actor. So, yeah, I get it. Man, I'm bummed. I wish he was coming back. I really wish he was going to be in this thing. But honestly, I don't want to be greedy either. I'm so happy we're getting Clark Kent, Tom Welling coming back as Clark Kent. Like, Tom Welling could have done anything in this. He could have said, like, okay, I'll be in the crossover, but I don't want to be Clark Kent. And they probably would have been like, okay, you know what? Fine. We'll take what we can get. Uh, Erica Durrance returning because uh if you are uninitiated into the super uh, supergirl series she actually plays supergirl's mother in uh the show as as a recast i think she's only done it like three times too but man i'm so happy to have her back as lois lane she is my lois lane personally when i read the comics her voice is what i hear so yeah uh i'm just happy to have them Man, I, ugh, God, I can't wait for this thing. I really can't wait for this thing. I know I have friends who have kind of fallen off of the Arrowverse shows, but are fully committed to coming back for this. They're not going to try and get caught up or anything like that, which is a shame because I watch all of them and I love them. I even watch Black Lightning and uh, that actor, the actor who plays Black Lightning is confirmed to actually be in this as well i didn't have that noted down i couldn't find the story uh readily available on smc although i'm pretty sure i posted it i don't know anyways yeah this is just big this is huge this is a five hour dc big universe hopping crossover movie and 
just just in this episode alone, just in this episode alone, we have talked about what one, two, three, four, five, six. I think seven total universes, and that's not everything. That's not every universe we are going to see in this crossover. Wow. Like, shit. That is so cool. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, let's keep riding this high for this next story because, oh my god, I cannot tell you how much this made my day. Spider-Man is back in the MCU, which means I can call off my kind of Sony boycott, mostly just those Sony Marvel movies boycott. Uh, not that I'm really jazzed. I still really don't care about Venom 2. I still don't want to see it. But I guess I'll go and see it. Maybe I'll catch a $5 matinee for this one since I know what I'm getting myself into this time. Because, man, Venom had a lot of potential. But, hey, water under the bridge. Let's talk about this. Uh, yeah, Sony and Disney finally came to terms. Uh, and we're going to go over what those new terms are. Uh, excuse me. Uh, first, Disney and Marvel Studios will receive 25% of the profits uh, out of the... To compare that to the 5% they were receiving, and they will retain the merchandising rights. So, hey, you know, they got something out of the deal. And like I said from the beginning, this was probably their tactic from the beginning. They They intended to probably have this whole thing figured out they're on the spot and and come to this arrangement to begin with but sony played difficult whatever uh spider-man is going to return for a third film as originally planned but there is a new caveat that he will have another appearance in some other mcu film as well uh before i believe it was three uh cameo appearances three uh solo pictures and now they've added a fourth appearance as well so that's cool we're getting a little more spider-man for our buck um we also know that chris mckenna and eric summers will return to write it kevin feige will produce it and john watts who directed the previous films is currently in talks to direct it so we're gonna get the band back together for this thing uh and finally we got a release date of july 16th 2021 which puts this ahead of some of the other things we've had confirmed. So this is dropping like right into the middle of phase four, which I'm all about. That's cool. The best thing coming out of this, guys, the one thing like I kept thinking about this. Like I said, I was un unreasonably affected by this. <laughs> this thing that, again, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If this movie never happened, if this deal never happened, my life would continue as originally set on the path that, whatever, I, I got way too heady for myself there. But yeah, life would have gone on. But uh, the one thing that I was consistently bummed about, the one thing that kept popping up in my mind is like, man... I'm just bummed we're not going to see where that cliffhanger goes. I, I'm just bummed that we're not going to know the fallout of his identity being revealed and, and essentially him being framed as a murderer. So branching out of that thought, 
I want to talk about a conversation I had with a couple of people you might remember from the podcast. They used to be a part of it, uh, and then they turned their backs on it. I joke to hide the pain <laughs> that I do this alone. So alone. But <laughs> we had a little conversation in our group chat that we uh, that we consistently throw shit into about like where could they go with this? Like what would be an interesting idea for this? And the first thought that I had was, okay, so now Spider-Man is quote unquote known to be a murderer uh, as revealed by J. Jonah Jameson, which means some heroes who do not know him, who who haven't fought alongside him, uh, are are gonna be like, the fuck? I gotta bring this guy in. I know where he is. He regularly operates out of Queens, so let's go get him. Uh, which would be a great way to introduce the Punisher to the MCU proper. Hear me out. This. This doesn't doesn't mean that I think the Punisher should be the villain. Uh, this just goes to say that that was how the Punisher was introduced to Marvel Comics to begin with, was he was hunting Spider-Man uh, in an issue of Spider-Man, uh, misunderstanding that he was not a menace and was actually a hero. And so this would be a good way to introduce the Punisher, not... To mention the fact that this movie is taking place just after uh, the deal with Netflix runs out, which means if they want to, they can finally use the characters of Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Iron Fist and The Punisher. And if they were really committed to the idea that those shows were kind of loosely tied into the MCU, they can bring back John Barenthal. Uh, so yeah, which I think would be a great move. I think, uh, as Odal Alpha Specter stated in the, the group chat, it would probably be a good idea to bring them all back. I know Danny Rand wasn't anything special, but he got better in season two. Season two was way better. They were, they were getting there. Uh, so, uh, why not bring them all back? Fine. But John Barenthal is such a good Punisher, and this would be such a good way to get him injected into the MCU the right way. And on top of that, you can have Kraven the Hunter as your villain still, and it doesn't even have to be tied into the reveal of his identity so much outside of maybe he's like, okay, well, now that I know the identity of Spider-Man, this guy I was already intending on hunting... Uh, you know, makes it easier for him. Sure. So for one part of this movie, you could have the Punisher and Kraven the Hunter after Spider-Man, which is like insane odds. Like Kraven is a bad dude. This version of Spider-Man probably couldn't handle him as, as he's been known in the comics. So if they, they take comic to screen, then fucking this Peter Parker has his work cut out for him and he's dodging the Punisher a guy who's known to kill those he thinks are killers and rapists and drug dealers and shit like that yeah uh and then on top of that this is also a good way to introduce Matt Murdock 
the Daredevil into the MCU proper because Murdoch, uh, f- uh what what was <laughs> their law firm called? I can't remember. But anyways, they're they're notorious for taking on you know cases for people who can't necessarily afford the big fancy lawyers and stuff. Peter Parker, being of a lower class family, uh, he could easily fit that bill Uh, and you can even open the movie to him talking to matt murdoch and then maybe later have a scene where like murdoch needs to get some evidence to help prove peter's innocent and so he suits up as daredevil to go get said evidence i don't know i'm just spitballing here and trying to remember what we said in the group chat i just think that would be an amazing way to get him involved. And then eventually, some at some point in the film, you get Frank Castle onto Spider-Man's side. Uh, somehow, uh, he realizes Spider-Man isn't the bad guy here. And so now, Frank Castle is helping Spider-Man. And you got Daredevil on his side. Wouldn't it be fucking awesome to see Spider-Man, the Punisher, and Daredevil beating the shit out of Kraven the Hunter? Man, I don't know. Maybe it's too street. I'm sorry. Maybe it's too street level uh, for for where we left Spider-Man last time. I mean, fuck, he was just in space with like everyone else fighting like this alien army and then come back and now he's dealing with Mysterio, who is kind of a street level villain. Like, I mean, he has no magical powers. He, uh, you know, it, it, it was... It's interesting to say the least. Just just to bring him back down to a friendly neighborhood level. Uh, I don't know. I think that would be a great movie. I would love to go see that movie. But whatever they're gonna do, I'm on board for you. Got my ass in the seat. You get my ass in the seat for your other stupid Sony films. Fine, whatever. I'm sure there's part of this deal that'll get revealed that like. Marvel has to let Sony use... I I know there was that rumor going around, but it it was never confirmed. But Marvel is going to have to let them use Tom Holland and fucking, like, Venom and dumb shit like that. Whatever. I don't care. I only care about the MCU proper. And that is what I'm there for. So, yes. Awesome. Thank you very much, you fucking assholes, for coming to a fucking deal. Jesus. All right, guys. That's going to do it for me on this episode. Like this episode if you liked it. Subscribe if you loved it. Don't forget to comment any of your thoughts on today's stories. We're not going to do a getting caught up today because I just honestly didn't prepare anything. And uh, it's still like, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I am I just realized season 13 of It's Always Sunny is on Hulu. So now I'm watching that. Cool. And I can't watch Friday Night Smackdown because apparently it's no longer available on Hulu the day after it airs. Whatever. It's also apparently WWE Network uh, doesn't upload them for rewatch until like weeks after they've aired. So fuck me, right? Uh, <laughs> although I did find out the Sling TV is going to be airing AEW Dynamite. I'm really excited for that. Thank you, Bobbert Collins, uh, Boba Fett, for hooking me up with some Sling. Uh, anyways, yeah, comment any of your thoughts on today's stories or anything else you want to talk about down below. We'll talk about it. Why the fuck not? Uh, links down below. 
personal social media, social media for subject to change entertainment, and all the things. Guys, my name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, and it's time to cue that last minute outro music. <laughs>